Welcome, everyone, to another episode of The 101, your Dynasty Football content. Welcome back, Mitch. How are you doing, man? I missed you. I'm doing good, dude. It's been, we got the week off. We'll, we'll have another week off next week for the fourth, but we'll put a putting out an episode just kind of going through running backs. I know it's a little bit of a slower time in the Dynasty community, kind of being the dog days of fantasy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, since we're kind of like in a slow momentum, we're trying to uh, have a week off to make sure we got good content coming up. And today, uh, we're going to be talking about running backs, right? Yeah, we're going to go through our running back tiers where, where we see people kind of where we differ and then kind of talk about the talk about what we're what we're thinking on these guys. Yeah. Yep. You want to start? Yeah. So we'll just kind of hop into the rankings here. I know uh, I know you and I have kind of talked about this before, but I don't think there's any issue on, the, on our number one running back, Javante or Jonathan Taylor, not Javante Williams. Mm-hmm. JT at one is JT. is pretty sound. I don't if someone can find an argument against JT at one. Yeah, good for you. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited to see him play this year. Yeah, and then uh, I think we have a lot of similarity here in our next tier and tier two. We just have two guys. We have uh, DeAndre Swift and Najee Harris. Yeah, it's funny how that's the, literally the only thing we have. Uh, the same in, in our rankings is the first three guys and then it just gets mixed up but yeah swift and naji i think pretty pretty easy to recognize their tier two guys yeah just but, huge upside with both these guys they're gonna get the volume they're gonna get everything so yeah. it's just gonna be a just just a lot um i think both those guys are gonna be scoring a lot of fantasy points for the next couple seasons and i don't think their teams are gonna find a way to replace either of them so Right. Well, in the case of Najee Harris, I know they're trying to get some load off of him because he's just handling way too much workload right now. Right. Oh yeah. I I, I hope they can find somebody because I don't think McFarland is the guy. <laughs> well, yeah. Bell is has been used a lot lately. At least last season. Yeah, you know, I don't know. It I think it's just his backfield until they, they find somebody else. But even if they do find somebody, they're not going to spend draft capital on somebody good enough to replace Najee. Right. So, yeah. And then... Uh, and here we get different. This is where it's, it's different. Yeah. Uh, we, we're similar but different. I have Christian McCaffrey in his own tier right here for the, the sole fact that he was averaging almost 20 points a game when he finished RB1 season, which is league winning. And if he can come back to form, I know people have been burned on Christian McCaffrey. Two years in a row, but we we saw it last year when he played. Like the 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 point potential is there. Yeah. So it's it's hard to put him further down than this, just with his league winning upside and him being twenty five. Yeah, I don't think he's on his own tier, but I I totally agree with everything you said. I'm in fact I've been one of those people that had him the last two seasons, especially in redraft, and it's just it's just a bummer. But even though. Whenever he had like three or four games, um, he was putting up like 20, 25 to 30, 35 points a game. And that shows that that's the upside. Nothing changed in the Panthers. Um, so he should be getting a lot of passes. Yeah. Especially with Robbie Anderson now retiring. So Is he actually retiring? Well, I know he tweeted it and he deleted it. He deleted it. it, but it just shows where his mind is. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think he's the same guy, CMC twenty six now. Um, so I think his upside is really 
going to be based on whether he can be healthy or not. Um, and yeah. maybe it's to some people that can be a big if, but at least we know the numbers he can put it right. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, that's my big point on it is the league winning upside. And the, the next three guys I have in a tier, I know we, we have them all clumped together here. Uh, so there's not much of a debate like where we have them in our rankings, but I just view him as a, kind of the outlier of the next couple guys we want to talk about. Um, so, so who else is in this tier for you? Yeah, so I got in the same tier of CMC, I've got Brees Hall and I've got Javante Williams. And the reason why I have Javante Williams and Brees Hall is basically in the profile, I see them very close to what CMC is, although they're not there yet. But we're talking dynasty. So I feel like the potential for Javante Williams and Brees Hall um, is there to be a CMC in the future. Both are very young. Um, mm -hmm. I feel like people are kind of tired of seeing Javante Williams split the backfield, but he's like 22. Oh, he's still yeah. young. So I think he's going to have his chance, probably not this year, but next year, most certainly, to be the RB1 of that team. Maybe, he, maybe he's going to uh, have even more touches this year. Um, I think his touches go up from last year. Yeah. I, I don't know if he will be putting up top five fantasy numbers, but he'll, get, right. he'll be a uh, good fantasy asset for this season. Right. Uh, so, I, th I think the, the future is better for him mm -hmm. and what he's bringing to the table. And like you said, he is 22 years old. Absolutely. Yeah, and we so we've seen what Javante Williams can do, and maybe putting Brees Hall up there can be questionable. But Brees Hall is one of the best prospects that we've seen in college football in a long time. He's a beast. That we've, doesn't we've... mean yeah. So there, that doesn't mean he's going to be uh, a beast in the NFL, but it's a high chance, right? Yeah, so, it doesn't hurt, right? So when we talk prospects, we are talking about eliminating the chances of failing. And this guy, you just, you're just reducing a lot of the risk because he is a great pass catcher. He checks all the boxes, his size, BMI, pass catching ability, uh, even blocking ability. Uh, he's fast, he's physical. So he's got everything that he needs to be a top dynasty running back. And that's why I put him in a th tier three with CMC and Javante Williams. So yeah, well, you got I just, someone else on your. I added someone else to this tier. Yeah. I know he's at the top of your next tier. Um, I threw Travis Etienne into this tier. I think people are just. I I know I'm higher than most on Travis Etienne. I think you and I both can kind of agree on that. I think mm -hmm. just Brees Hall, Javante, and Etienne brings kind of everything to the table that you want in a young fantasy running back, especially for guys that you're looking for that can project a top one upside. Yeah. Um, I think all these guys can give you good fantasy value. Um. Not just this season, but going into the future for the next two, three, four seasons coming up. Because they're on the rookie contracts. This is the, the prime age we want to own these guys. And once they kind of get off that rookie contract, they get to the AJ Pex, and that's when we kind of try to move them. Um, I know that's the, kind of the outlier here in our, our rankings is Christian McCaffrey because he's getting the, that AJ Pex. Um, so, and he did get paid, but Christian McCaffrey is, he's like Derrick Henry. He's just an outlier. Right, right. Yeah, it's important to note uh, that even though we've got that APEX that we talked about, sometimes there's guys that don't really apply that much, and they can play for uh, a lot of years in the NFL. And I think Christian McCaffrey is just one of those guys, just like um, the King. Mm -hmm. yeah, and, and five years down the road, is, is assuming health and he's able to play, 
what does he turn into at 30? Like a JD McKissick type player? Probably. Yeah. And that's still fantasy relevant. Yeah, absolutely. So, all right. And then uh, you have someone else up yeah, higher so, that I have a little bit lower. So, so right. Explain this. So, uh, I don't know. I, th- I think J.K. Dobbins, he's got the potential to have a great season in the Ravens. And the reason why I think is because the Ravens lost their main receiver. Uh, so you're, you're talking about a team that doesn't pass much and runs the ball a lot. And now you're telling me that J.K. Dobbins is going to come back to play side by side with Lamar Jackson. I think he, they're going to have to use J.K. Dobbins in a lot of the plays. That's the point number one. Point number two is we know what J.K. Dobbins is as a player. We know that he checks all the boxes that we want to see in a, a receiver, especially the receiving ability. This guy is just a, a reception machine. And all the times that he was used as a, a, as a receiver, he was explosive. He was able to catch and run. And if you give him just a little bit of space, it's a home run. So that's the kind of upset, uh, upside that I see on J.K. Dobbins. So that's my, that's my argument. Um, again, at the end of the day, it's gonna, a lot of these opinion, opinions, they're based on numbers, uh, but they're also based a little bit of, of feeling, and that's the feeling that I have on J.K. Dobbins. Uh, I hear you. I just, my, my concern would just be the offense that he's in and, and coming off the injury. Um, yeah. I, I do have him at the top of my, my RB2s. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he definitely can move up to here. I just, I just like to see it this season. If I see it this season, I have, to, I have no problem moving up to yeah. where I have him right now. I agree with you. So the offense is questionable, but another thing I want to talk about is, do you think that, because here's the thing, the Ravens now, they have a completely different team uh, in a defense, right? They got a really good defense. Do you think that affects on how much the offense is going to be back in a field and if that impacts the uh, amount of touches J.K. Dobbins gets? The Ravens' offense is unlike any we see in the NFL, so I'm not sure. I think he's definitely got the upside. My my just concern would be Lamar taking a lot of the rushing work away from him, mm-hmm. um, especially sometimes in the goal line situations. If Lamar's sniping touchdowns, there's not a lot of other guys that we have yeah. uh, this high up on this list that have quarterbacks that can do that to them, like Javante, uh, Brees, Etienne, McCaffrey, Najee, Swift, Taylor. These guys are attached to quarterbacks that I wouldn't classify as like Konami code quarterbacks. Yeah. Um, I, I think Trevor Lawrence definitely has that upside, but I don't think they're going to want to risk running Trevor Lawrence into the ground with all the other holes on that team. Yeah. Um, so that, that would be my concern. And we do know Lamar's rushing ability is elite. So here's, here's my question. So on those situations where we talk about Lamar Jackson running ability, Mm-hmm. Those type of players uh, of plays will be more like read options, right, or pass options. Yep. So it's not intended to be J.K. Dobbins, anyways. Yeah, I, but, I agree. But, but I think my yeah. concern with J.K. Dobbins is the passing game usage compared to everybody above him yeah. on this list. I mean, Javante might not have that, but Javante definitely could. Yeah. Um, it's not that I don't think Dobbins could either. It's that I don't think that offense is built around checkdowns for the running back. That's fair. So I just think his his upside on the passing game is limited compared to the guys above him on my list. But that that's a fair point. But then you got to remember that Marquise Brown's not there anymore. Yeah, but my boy Rashad Bateman is. That's true. Rashad Bateman is the that's absolute true. beast that is going to it. They, they only need two wide receivers on this team, and it's Mark Andrews and Rashad Bateman. I, I'm not f- 
getting off this ledge. I've been standing Rashad Bateman since the, before the draft last year. This guy is an absolute animal. Yeah. People are going to be very sad that they do not have Rashad Bateman on their team at sure. the end of the season. So, um, yeah. kind of moving on. I think we got a similar next tier. I I got one more guy in here than you do, but he's at the top of your next tier. Um, we got we agree Joe Mixon, Austin Eckler, Saquon Barkley, and Nick Chubb in this yeah. next tier. We all have. You, you and I both agree on all Very these guys. Yeah, yeah, I have Joe Mixon, Austin Eckler, uh, Barkley, and Chubb. Yep, some vets that all we've seen it before, um, whether it be Saquon coming off injury, Joe Mixon, we've finally showed us what he can do. Um, Austin Eckler, obviously. I, I don't think Austin Eckler scores 20 touchdowns again. No, but he won't. It is, even if he regresses to the mean and gets like 10 or 11, he's going to be a great fantasy asset. Absolutely. And he's going to catch a ton of passes. And Absolutely. I think, Nick Chubb is kind of the complete opposite of Austin Eckler, the guy that's just going to run into the <laughs> run. Yeah. They're going to run into the ground. Um, and I think for a lot of these guys, we're going to talk about coming up the, they have to be Nick Chubb to get to this level of, of value. And even Nick Chubb as dominant as Nick Chubb is when he is mm-hmm. playing still doesn't crack this top elite tier just because he doesn't get the passing game usage that we want in fantasy mm-hmm. nothing against nick chubb as an actual nfl player i think if we were ranking nfl running backs he could potentially be number one in just pure ground running the running game mm-hmm. but his passing usage just kind of not there and it's never going to be there i don't think jacoby Brissett's going to help him at all no um but nick chubb's a monster so he's going to get his right and then I, I added Dalvin Cook to this tier. I just know Dalvin's going to get fed. The Vikings' run, ga- run game is focused through Dalvin, and I don't, think, I don't see that changing. And it's kind of just be one of those things, just ride it to the wheels, come off, and he catches a ton of passes. And we, we've seen what Dalvin can do before. He, he can be a top-five back. So I think he still deserves to be in here until we kind of see that decline. Um, and he just got paid. So he is definitely at that AJ picks we always talk about of staying on yeah. the rookie contract guys, but I think he's yeah. gonna hold value for the next season or two. I think that I think Dalvin Cook is that guy uh, that if you're a contender, you probably want him on your team. Absolutely. And if you're looking to rebuild, you should probably be looking to sell him right now. That's my opinion. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Right. Yeah. He he's much more of a win now asset. I, I can I hundred yeah, percent agree. He still got the value. I mean you can easily sell him. Yeah. Oh, someone's willing to pay for Dalvin Cook right now. Yeah. I mean, not like RB one prices, but like... he's a tra- he's a tradable guy. You can move him left and right. That's yep. what I was trying to say. Like, if you want to buy him, you, you can buy him. If you want to sell him, you can sell him. Mm-hmm. So, and then I, I have J.K. Dobbins right after this tier. You have him right before this tier, which understandable if, yeah. if you if you view him in the same light as you view like Travis Etienne and those guys. That's mm-hmm. understandable. Um, and then here's kind of where we're we're getting. Little all over the place. place. Yeah. Uh, so at 14, you have Kenneth. Let, let's go through your 14 to 18, and then we'll walk through my 14 to 18, see where they're they're different. Okay. So so on my 14, I got Kenneth Walker, um, and he's in the same tier. I'm not going to cover this, but he's in the same tier of guys like Dalvin Cook, AJ Dillon, Evan Kamara, Derek Henry, and, D- and David Montgomery. In my opinion, and the reason that I uh, put him up there is because first of all, he's a great prospect. Uh, last not overlooked because it was a very poor class last year, but he's a great prospect. Uh, we talked about this when we covered the prospects, and the only thing that separated Kenneth Walker from uh, Brees Hall was number one, uh, blocking ability. 
mainly because how the team used him. And second, mostly um, the pass catching ability is not in the top level like Brees Hall. But still, he's a great prospect coming out of college. Number two, I think he is in a team that right now is getting a lot of uh, other looks. But having Rashad Penny that as a RB1 of that team that uh, year after year has a lot of health issues, uh, struggles to, to keep healthy, right? That We talked about this in the last episode, I think. He's Did great... he not look like a god at the end of the season last year? Right, <laughs> right. So we know he's very, very good. We're talking about um, Rashad Penny. But the, the issue is he can't stay healthy. And I think that Kenneth Walker will have an opportunity to be RB1 in the first five games of that offense. I talked okay. a lot. I, I, I think Penny might be make more of an impact on him than than that. But, I mean, that that's definitely a case that can be made. I, I have Kenneth Walker down in my RB20, which I think kind of coming into the league as a rookie, expecting yeah. him to put up low-end RB2 numbers would be great. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be a good, a good start for Kenneth Walker. Um, I, I'm just really concerned about that entire team they're they, they run the least amount of plays they said penny's their guy going for going into the season drew lock is not even close to russell wilson who knows what's going on with dk i think there's just so many questions marks around that team and i, I just don't know if kenneth walker's gonna be able to get to his full potential this year or or maybe next year and and that's what kind of dissuades me from kenneth walker with the the, the lack of passing down work in college. Now, I'm not saying he can't catch passes and he can't block. We just haven't seen it. So I, I can't right. give him the benefit of the doubt that he can do it until I see it. If I see it, then yes, that my, my rankings change. Um, but I like to kind of have people prove it before I can move him up. Right, right. And But you you got a different guy in the same, at least in the same rank, right? Yeah, I have uh, I have Cam Akers. Uh, here at, at RB14, I think he is in one of the best offense. He is probably the best off in the best offense in the league um, in, in LA. I think people are way too overreactionary with Cam Akers. Um, I know going into last season, people had him all the way up at like RB4 or something a- insane, and then he got hurt and then he fell. And now I think people are just kind of fatigued on Cam Akers. I think he's a talented back, and I think he rushed back last year, and he did not look great in the playoffs. He, he didn't. But he did show what he had in the playoffs before. Maybe he's just a playoff, a playoff only running back. Who knows? But I, I'm willing to take the risk on the guy right there. Um, I have him clumped together with uh, with J.K. Dobbins right at the top of the RB two tier. Um, I think that's a, a safe spot for him, especially if you're you're getting him at value. I know most people aren't drafting him there, but I, I like Cam Akers probably more than consensus. But I was also much lower than consensus on Cam Akers last year. So. Yeah, yeah. So it's funny to note that you have J.K. Dobbins and Cam Akers there on thirteen and fourteen, and I have J.K. Dobbins all the way on eight and uh, Cam Akers all the way on nineteen. Yep. Uh, so probably I'm way too high on J.K. Dobbins and way too low on Cam Akers. Who knows? But oh, I'm yeah. way too high on this next guy, and I'll, I'll die on this hill. But I know. Yeah, uh... <laughs> yeah. I'm just the 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 scary. You know, the Achilles injury is just scary, and that what kind of throws me off. I'm not well. But there's another point, the, the recovery time, something that no one ever saw with this injury, right, Kim Akers? Yep. He recovered so fast. He was back in the field. First three games, or first two games kind of struggled. The third game was much better, which, in my opinion, is not enough. Um, but 
I don't know if it's enough it, to say no on him either, though, right? Yeah, I think he's he might be too low on market evaluation. That I might might agree with you. My personal opinion is that I don't want to risk anything on K-Makers until I see something. But I, I wouldn't uh, blame you on having K-Makers on uh, RB14, 15. You know, it's not too much to me, in my opinion. But yeah, I just more think than the... that, I'm kind of like, man, maybe not, you know? Yeah, I just kind of think the risk at RB14 is fine for K-Makers because yeah. I see the upside. Because, like, upside for K-Makers is an RB1. I mean, downside is he just kind of never plays again. Uh, which I find right. that less likely. That's the, yeah, I think that's why it throws. I don't want to. So you can have like the craziest upside on this guy, or he might n- never play the same way, and that's why I'm out. But you know, because if you bet on him and then he just have a hell of a season, he's gonna be back on being like RB one. I, I think the ceiling for me for Cam Akers is higher than the. I see the ceiling for a lot of the guys below him, mm-hmm. um, and I think the the risk isn't really much larger than some of the other guys we're going to talk about coming up. Um, everyone kind of past this point has question marks of why they're down this low compared to the guys we've talked to a, a, about up top. So uh, you have uh, at 15, who do you have at 15? So at 15, I've got AJ Dillon. Okay. Yeah. I got him it? all the way yeah. down to 21. Right. So six six spots difference. Well, uh, yeah, so in my opinion, I think A.J. Dillon is going to have more touches than Aaron Jones this this year. Or maybe close, maybe they have literally the same amount of touches, who knows. But um, he's on the upside. He is a guy with a great uh, body. He's a tank of a a running back. Oh, he's an absolute monster. Yeah, so... I think it was last week I saw a picture of this guy on training camp and his thighs. I think it's probably like twice as my body. It's pretty crazy. Uh, but uh, yeah, he's just a tank of a running back. Every year he gets more touches out of Aaron Jones. And then you tell me that Devonta Adams is not going to be on that team anymore. I think that gives AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones a little bit more of opportunities to get passes. Yeah. Would you agree I- with me? I, I do, yeah. No, I, I just think you ha- you're a little high on A.J. Dillon. Um, I like him. I just, I, I don't know. It's just the, the split backfield work. I know he's going to get work, yeah. and, and I could be wrong. And maybe it's just my vendetta. I hate the Packers, but I I, I couldn't put him up above uh, some of the other guys I got on this list. That's fair. And I I kind of agree with you on that point, but um, it's crazy to put him above a guy like Alvin Kamara that we both have on RB16. Yeah, right. um, just just a fun thing I'm looking at right now. Um, R15 and 21 are the exact same, but they're just flipped. You have AJ Dillon at oh, 15 right. and Josh Jacobs at 21, and I have Josh that's Jacobs funny. at 15 and AJ Dillon at 21. So I, I, I do want to talk about Josh Jacobs here for a second. I mm-hmm. think he has just been so overlooked. They they shut the contract down. Josh Jacobs is 24 years old. Yeah. Like, Josh Jacobs is who he is. He can catch passes. John Gruden is just a complete and very inept of a perk. Just bothers the hell out of me. Yeah. Um, and then I think even if he's not on the Raiders, he's going to be on a good team next year. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, going to your next one, we both have Alvin Kamara and Derrick Henry and David Montgomery at 16, 17, 18. Right. Um, then I think 
Kamara, I'm just wary of the suspension. I'd probably have him in that Joe Mixon, Saquon Barkley tier. Um, but I think with the suspension probably looming, I don't know what's going on with Kamara. Yeah, that's the thing about Kamara. He's just, and I think that's a fair rank uh, spot for him. Yeah, because he has RB one upside. Like in redraft, I'm willing to take the the, the thing plunge is, on. yeah. So the thing is, people are moved by fantasy points, and as soon as the season starts, all of those guys, even behind him, like Derek Henry, Dave Montgomery, can't, uh, or whoever you, you got, Antonio Gibson, AJ Dillon, Zeke Elliott, Uncle Lenny, they're all gonna be scoring a shit ton of points every single week, and that guy is gonna be suspended right for yep. six games. So. That's going to affect, I, I don't think it can go up on rankings, and probably until like the, the third or fourth season, when people start realizing that Evan, Evan Kamara is coming back, and then maybe he's going to bounce back, but until then, his, his value is going to fall and fall and fall. Yeah, and he, like, like Dalvin, I would probably have him in the same area as I have Dalvin Cook, but I think they're both going to get at AJ Pex, and I think his production might outweigh his value going forward. Right. So. Right, so he's got short window, but we've seen the potential. Of this guy, he's a beast of a running back, and so yeah, it's gonna be interesting. And, and same with the next guy, Derrick Henry yeah. is an absolute monster of monster. a human being. The king. Um, he he could finish RB one this season. He he was on pace for like four hundred touches last year. Like this dude is an absolute insane. He's an animal. Um, I, I don't know how long he's gonna hold up, yeah. and that's my main concern with Derrick Henry. He is twenty nine, turning thirty. Mm-hmm. Um. He is the outlier of outliers, so maybe he keeps going. But we we saw the same thing with like Adrian Peterson, kind of hitting this this late age AP absolute freak of nature. I don't think anyone doubted Adrian Peterson's Adrian Peterson's athleticism. Yeah. Um. But time wears you down. Wears yeah. You down. Yeah. At this point, I see Derek Henry more like a redraft piece in Dynasty. So. Oh, in redraft, he might be my RB one. No, no, no. I'm saying like. Because it's funny because, like, Dynasty at one point kind of becomes redraft at some yep. point, right? So, like, you're, you're a contender team. You're trying to shop for guys. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Derrick Henry is one of those guys that is fairly easy to get, just as uh, Dalvin Cook, in my opinion. And that can give you a, a winning season ability. Yep. Right? But he's old, which means yeah. this might be maybe his last season or maybe, like, Next year, my heels last season. Who knows? Yeah, but, just, I mean, they put a metal plate in his foot, so he might just become a cyborg. He might, yes, yeah, he might just be better. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> um, and then we both have Montgomery at eighteen. I, I don't right. know if there's some anything flashy about Montgomery. He's just a solid running back. He's not really going to be contested with carries. Um, they're, that team isn't going to be great, so they're probably going to have to use him a lot. Yeah. Uh, they're going to lean on him with a young QB. I, I think David Montgomery is just going to be a solid RB two for you. Nothing, nothing flashy. Yeah, a lot um, of questions. Yeah, just a lot of questions on the team. But I think David Montgomery is the most steady piece. Yeah, I would agree with you. Yeah. Um, and then at 19, you have Cam Akers. Yeah, we already talked about Cam Akers. And you got I Antonio ha- Gibson. I have Antonio Gibson down here. Um, Talk to me. Talk me on, into Antonio Gibson. Antonio Gibson, he's still young. I, I'm wary. I see the skill set. I know everything i just do not trust the washington organization to properly use this man they could give him work horse load but i i don't know if they're going to with them re-signing mckissick mckissick is a fantastic nfl player 
not not as valuable for fantasy, but great in the actual NFL. Uh, and this is kind of the tier where we're getting like trying to separate talent from opportunity. All the the guys above have opportunity and talent. I think Gibson has the talent. I don't know if he's going to get the opportunity, and that's why I have him down here. But if he does, I think he can definitely put up higher end RB two, low end RB one numbers. I I just would probably stray away from Antonio Gibson. Honestly, he might fall further down my rankings as we get closer to the season. Drafted Brian Robinson, JD McKissick's back, and I don't know how good this team's gonna be. Yeah. I agree with you. Uh he had a huge upside probably like a season and a half ago, but then started to get injuries. Um JD Yeah, McKissick. I mean they were playing the man with shin splint. They weren't giving this man a break. The guy had a, a stress fracture in his shin and they just kept shelling him out there. Yeah. Like Ron Rivera is not caring about his players. He did the same thing with Curtis Samuel. Curtis Samuel is still hurt, and he's put him out there. Like, just let these guys rest and get back to health. I don't know if we just saw, like, the injury of Antonio Gibson or what, but uh, I'm not giving up on him yet. That's fair. I feel like Antonio Gibson might fit in the same category as Cam Akers. Maybe not. not I I think Cam Akers is way... I think he's in a way better spot than Antonio Gibson. I think the Rams will use Cam Akers properly. Right, right. And I have Cam Akers above Antonio Gibson as well, but I have both um, a little bit below your ranking. Just because Mm -hmm. I'm a guy, I am the kind of guy that wants no risk whatsoever. And sometimes you need to have some risk, right? You got to make space for Kenneth Walker at 14. That's why I have J.K. Dobbs (laughs) on eight. (laughs) But. Uh, yeah. yeah, I agree with you and everything you said. Antonio Gibson just probably not going to be used as much on this uh, on this offense. Lot, lots of questions in the QB uh, situation. Yeah. Uh, and the, the fact that they're willing to spend that much draft capital on Brian Robinson tells you, especially in a 23-year-old running back, they're like, ah, you know, he's like the next running back available. Yeah, let's get him. Yep. They probably don't trust Antonio Gibson to carry the ball all season long. Mm-hmm. And so... Looking away from Antonio Gibson. Yeah, and then I have Kenneth Walker at twenty, and and you have Aaron Jones at twenty. So, yeah, you have two running backs on the same team in the top twenty, Miguel. That's true. But was I like them both situation last last season? I I like them both. I just I I don't really want Aaron Jones in in dynasty. I think when he gets to that cliff, that cliff is going to be steep. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's a place for the Packers, so he automatically gets a minus in my book. Um, but I don't know. I think this is a, a fine spot to have him at twenty. Um, I only have him at twenty three, so it's not super much lower. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I agree. Aaron Jones can probably. I think this is a fine spot for Aaron Jones. Yeah, I think it falls in that situation where if you're a contending team, you should probably be trying to hold him. And yep. if you're looking to rebuild, he's a great guy to sell right now. Mm-hmm. He's still going to have a great season, so you can sell him mid-season. Uh, you can maybe trade him for a guy like Josh Jacobs or maybe like A.J. Dillon, Kenneth Walker. Um, but I think he's going to have a great season, maybe like the last great season uh, with A.J. AJ Dillon. I think the departure of Devontae Adams affects both of these guys positively. and. Mm-hmm. Not to the point where it's going to increase their uh, fantasy points uh, in a huge amount, but definitely I think it's going to be a better year for both of them. Yep. That's why I have them here. Yep. Okay. 
Um, and then you have Josh Jacobs at 21. I have AJ Dillon at 21. Yeah, and then you have yep. nice, yeah. And then you have Antonio Gibson at 22. Um, and I have Zeke at 22. Um, mm-hmm. I know you have you have him down at 24. I just think ride yeah. Zeke till the wheels fall off. We, we've talked about this before. He's got so much tread on the tires. I don't, or, or so much wear on the tires. I don't know when the wheels are going to fall off, but it, it's going to happen. Time time gets to everybody. Yeah. And Zeke's just been run into the ground by this team with the amount of work he's gotten. But I think he still could potentially put up another RB1 season if he stays healthy somehow. Yes. Uh, I. So talking about some of these guys like Ezekiel Elliott, uh, Aaron Jones, um, even Uncle Lenny, the, our, our next guy here on both our rankings, I feel like he's got the biggest upside on finishing RB1 season. Just yep. because... And comparing all these offenses, of course, Leonard Fournette is a much better offense. Um, Uncle Lenny. Yeah, I think both these guys kind of fall into the same category of guys I want if I'm trying to win. But if I'm not trying to win, I don't really want anything to do with them. Right, exactly. Exactly. So, uh, so, but you have uh, Elijah Mitchell here at 23. I have, I have Aaron Jones at 23. So mm-hmm. g- give me the case for Elijah Mitchell at 23. I have him at 25. Well, this is, well, I don't think I can give you much of a a great evaluation and why I think Elijah Mitchell is in 23 because this is not a good ranking for a running back. Um, but I, I just think the, the age is one of the factors here. He's with Josh Jacobs between guys like Aaron Jones, uh, Ezekiel Elliott, uh, Fournette. And I think just we saw what he can do. Um, now, there's a big question of the quarterback position and how much Trey Lance will affect him. And that's why he's in a 23, for example, and maybe not more than that. You got him on the 25. So I, f- I feel like this is a fair place for Elijah Mitchell, mainly because of the concerns we have in the quarterback position. Um, and they drafted a running back in the third round. Yeah, they drafted a new running back. Uh, I forgot his name. T.Y. Davis-Price. Oh, right? Terry and Davis-Price, TDP. Yeah. Um, we, don't know, we don't know what's going to happen with Debo. Technically, he's going to come back with... Who knows? Just a lot of questions. I think that Elijah Mitchell gets affected by Trey Lance. That's my opinion. Who knows? Trey Sermon um, could be the lead back in this backfield going out week one. We, I genuinely am just kind of out right. on all these 49ers guys. Like, I, outside Trey care. Lance. and Yeah, Kittle. they don't care about the money and who's getting paid. They just yep. run the, the best athlete. And yep. maybe his position is at risk now with Trey Lance and TY, or TDP, as you call. Yeah, Terry and Davis Price. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a, uh, yeah. I just don't really want anything to do with these guys. I have Elijah Mitchell down at at twenty five. Um, I have him clumped together with guys like Ceh, Miles Sanders, and Chase Edmonds. Mm-hmm. Um, those are my next couple guys here. I just want to. I'll, I'll just kind of go through mine down to thirty, and then you can go to go yeah. your down to thirty. Um, Ceh, I I think Ceh. He's a young running back. He, they use his first own draft capital. I think people are just so out on Ceh because they. Got, people picked him over JT in rookie drafts, and now they hate them. They, they hate the decision, but uh, he was just overdrafted, and that's fine. I, I don't think he's going to lose his job to anybody. I think he's going to be a fine RB two for a while. I'm um, kind of just got to accept it is what it is. Um, same thing with Miles Sanders. I just don't know what's going on in Philly. Kind of falls in the Elijah Mitchell category of who the hell knows what's going on in this backfield. Um, I. He came out and said he needs more opportunities. I don't know if he's going to get more opportunities. 
If he did, he would move up my list, but I just don't know if it's there. And then I have Chase Edmonds down here at 28. I think Chase Edmonds at 28 is a, a steal. Um, getting Chase Edmonds here, would is, he could put up mid-RB2 numbers for you this year. I mean, he's the one getting paid the most. He's the one that, that has actual contract down there outside of a one-year deal in Miami. Um, Tua is going to dump off. There's they got Tyreek going to play two safety high. they got Jalen Waddle. They have so many weapons. I think the versatility of Chase Edmonds is really going to move him up for me. Um, I like Chase Edmonds here. I think he's just an extreme value to buy in my book. Um, and then I got Tony Pollard. If anything happens to Zeke, Tony Pollard's going to have value. Um, James Conner. James Conner is probably the only running back in Arizona this season. So he, he could potentially just tear his ACL or, or break his leg or something again. But I, I don't know. I, I think the upside of Conner at 30 or is just so high. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, then my honorable mentions are, are James Cook, Damian Harris, Devin Singletary. Just kind of guys I'm not really interested in rostering that much but probably have fantasy value james cook and buffalo i i don't know devin singletary and him are probably gonna split it and both of them are gonna be just as useless in fantasy as everyone else and damian harris is just gonna get the workload but he's on his last year of his deal so who knows what happens to damian harris after this season okay. so i love it all right that, that's let's hear it 26 to 30 yeah and, and a couple honorable mentions Right, so on my twenty six, I got James Conner, mainly because who else is going to run the ball? Yeah, <laughs> agreed. <laughs> who else is going to run the ball there? So he's got all the opportunity. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the twenty seven, I got James Cook. Um, I was the kind of guy that said, "Please don't draft him uh, that high on um, the rookie drafts," and I still think the same way. Uh, but. He's got a chance to make an impact, at least in the receiving game of that offense. Um, so we'll see. Not too high, not too low. I think that's a fair spot for him. And then I got Chase Edmonds. Um, we talked about this guy, and I love him. Uh, 28th on my ranking. I think he's got a huge ups, uh, upside on that offense. We talked about this over and over. Uh, just too cheap for me to pass. I think he's got a, a great upside uh, option. Especially if you're looking into flipping that kind of guy, mm-hmm. but even even if, even if you don't, you might want to keep him for a couple uh, couple seasons. Twenty uh, ninth, I got Clyde Edwards-Helaire just because I think he's being faded too much. Uh, he was a great college player, not so much of a prospect. Came into the league as a first round, so big money, big contracts, and that's I think it's what uh, kind of puts him up there. Just opportunity. He's gonna have a lot of opportunity for probably the next two or three seasons. Um, yep. and, and again, who else is going to run the ball? It's, it's not, yeah. uh, it's not McKinnon. Sorry. If you think it is, I'm sorry. Just going to break it down to you. It's not, it's going to be Clyde Swiller all season long. Um, now if he's going to perform, that's another thing, but I think he's going to have a lot of opportunity and maybe he's going to bounce back. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, and he's only 23. Exactly. So cut the man some slack. And he exactly. was playing with, uh, uh, coming off, uh, a core injury. So that might, be enough of an excuse for for ch right right uh number 30 damian harris and here you can argue because i can't say who else is going to run the ball because there's a lot of guys running the ball but (laughs) (laughs) right but the thing about damian harris is he gets all uh the reds on action yep right and at the end of the day man that's what matters you know i don't care if you if the guy runs 90 yards uh 
but has no touchdowns. <laughs> He's going to lose on fantasy points to Damian Harris. I don't care. Yeah, Damian right. Harris is just a touchdown vulture, and it is what it is. He's a t- he's he's actually like you look at that guy playing. You can t- you know how they use special pieces on uh, uh, special teams, right? That guy that does yep. that thing very well. That's Damian Harris in touchdown. That's Damian Harris in the goal. He line, knows yep. how to score touchdowns. He, they just put him out there, touchdown. So that's the value. Mm-hmm. Not yeah, a yep. not a dynasty piece. He's not going to be there for too long. But for for one season, I know he's going to score that many touchdowns. Yep, great right? redraft piece as well. Uh, yeah. And then on thirty one, I've got a, a Isaiah Spiller, uh, and that might be something he's that we twenty can years argue. old. But exactly. So the thing that I like about Isaiah Spiller is he is very young. He's twenty. He is playing on an offense that has been looking for a guy like that to kind of like take some workload off of um, Austin Eckler's shoulders. And I think Isaiah Spillin can be definitely that guy. Um, yeah. And then in the next two years, I think he's going to lead that backfield. As much as we love Austin Eckler, he's not going to be there forever. And Isaiah Spiller might might be the next RB1 of that offense. Yeah. So, and, and honestly, uh, maybe a case for Isaiah Spiller. He, he's not the fastest guy, but he's a big body. And he, and he can catch well. And I watched him play a lot in college. I like Isaiah Spiller. I, I agree with you. He's probably a little too low on my tier list. I just like the guy. Yeah. Um, but it's, I it's think crazy that I, we had we had him in a conversation of RB one of that class with Brees yeah. Hall. Yep. Right. He's he's very talented and he did it in the SEC. I know some metrics like uh against the guys he was with, but a Kane is an absolute world track, literally world track athlete. Um and then but I think Eckler he, probably just rele- once he, he ages he, out, relegates into like a JD McKissick role again. Yeah. The thing about Isaiah Spiller is, I think he's a great route runner, man. He and is. I he's got and that, he's got hands, dude. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So he that's that puts him up on the second option of that offense, in my opinion. And I think it might be tricky, but they might use him a little bit more in the passing game that they they've been planning to use their their other running backs, like Josh so, Kelly or like Josh Jackson. Yeah, exactly. Like those guys. So I think he comes in and he immediately steal that spot just because he's a great route runner. Um, he, he looks like a running back, but sometimes he really is a running back, uh, a receiver, sorry, in a slot, mm-hmm. right? Yep. So he might eat off of that. Yeah, he and, lined up uh, wide at A&M. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's why I like it. Um, and then I don't have really a ranking. Uh, I think all whatever you want to pick here is more like a, an opinion. Uh, you know, self. Yeah, it's a lot of RB2s or guys with massive questions like Rashad yeah. Penny, Michael Carter, Kareem Hunt, these kind of guys that, right. yeah, they're, they're useful fantasy assets, but yeah. I, I don't feel confident of putting them in, like, my top 30. If I had to mention, like, honorable mentions would be Rashad White. Uh, I would mention Alexander Madison, um, Damian Pierce, and Zamir White. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, and then whatever you want, I mean, you can make an argument, but at yeah. that point, after the thirty, I mean, <laughs> gets gets crazy. Agreed. Yeah. So. So. All right. You got uh, any final thoughts? Those are our RB rankings. We'll come back with uh, some more rankings uh, after the holiday. Uh, my so my my advice to you is please go get Chase Edmonds. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And you don't even have to pay a lot for him. And that's no. what we kind of focus on here is finding guys at good value. 
Um, I, I try to zero in on a lot of players every single year, whether it be in rookie drafts or guys I just think are extremely undervalued. Um, last year, all my teams, I had Elijah Mitchell on, and this year I have him in zero leagues. Yeah, I, yeah. We talk about some of these guys. I'm going to pound a table. We see every episode. Uh, Cole Komet, to me, yep. is one of those guys. Chase Edmonds, is, to me, is one of those guys. Huge mm-hmm. upside. Um and Chase yeah. Edmonds is a guy you can flip. If you don't want to hold on to Chase Edmonds, Absolutely. I personally like Chase Edmonds, so I might not flip him. But if you want to flip Chase Edmonds in the middle of the season, he's going to put up some numbers. Someone's going to be like, someone's going to get hurt, and you're going to be able to trade Chase Edmonds for a decent I'm amount. not going to lie. That's my only purpose with uh, with Chase Edmonds. I just want to buy him and sell him mid to end of the season. So I'm going to mm-hmm. probably use him for like a, like six or seven games, and I'm going to sell him. Yeah. That, you know, that, so understandable. Not only, not only you get the, the fantasy points, but then you flip him to something else, and then you make your dynasty team an actual dynasty. Yep. Right. Iron Bank. Always keep flipping assets for more assets in the future. If you can just get that little marginal value. I turned Elijah Mitchell from a third-round rookie pick to a first-round rookie pick this year, um, a pair of seconds next year, uh, a first in 2024. And I, I think that I think I traded him for Chase Edmonds and a second as well. Um, just people are willing to, to pay for Elijah Mitchell or were during the season last year, especially and kind of right after the season ended um, was a really good time to move Elijah Mitchell. Yep. Yep. Cole Komet, go draft Cole Komet. Go get Cole Komet. I don't know who said that. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if, <laughs> I don't know if you, we should just change our name to the Cole Komet stand club or what? Yeah, I love that. <laughs> I, I'm fine with that. I love the guy. <laughs> uh, so, uh, but yeah, anyway. you got any, any final thoughts? No, that's that's all I have for today, man. Yeah, well, thanks for thanks for tuning was, in, guys. Yeah, man, it was fun. I love yeah, doing we'll, this. But yeah, we'll get it's back a slow and, time of the season. Yeah, and we'll during the season we'll we'll have stuff out every week, if not a couple times. Um, I know we're trying to do every Tuesday, um, right after Monday Night Football, and uh, we get stuff out for you guys. Uh, so we'll uh, we'll be on top of everything. We'll cover the weeks, uh, the the week's news, all that kind of stuff, and and what we're looking for for matchups for the week after. We'll we'll have a lot of content coming out for you guys here Absolutely. as we get into Absolutely. the season. It's going to be a fun season, man. I'm pumped. Me too. And so. as we start talking about this, you know, this is what I, I love doing is talking fantasy. So yep. we're going to have episodes coming up uh, weekly once we got more stuff happening in the league. So mm-hmm. thanks for tuning in. So, yeah, yeah go ahead, go check ahead. us out on Twitter. Um, uh, my Twitter's at uh, ZyXFF. Um, and then we have our the 101 um, Dynasty Twitter, and then Miguel has his Twitter. What's your your Twitter handle? Yeah, so my Twitter, I don't, I tweet about a lot of different stuff, uh, but it's uh, Miguel, so M I G U E L J D N. That's my Twitter. Um, yeah. We also got the Discord server. We plan on using it as soon as the season starts to heat up and a lot more things are, are happening. Uh, but if you want to join us on the Discord, uh, very often we're just hanging out and talking in the Discord, and you might catch us there and we're able to talk some dynasty football if you don't have uh, our little alert icon set up on spotify make sure you do because that way you're not going to miss any of those episodes that we release uh you can do the same on twitter so you don't miss any of our interactions right any final thoughts yeah if, if you want the link to the discord or shoot one of us message we'll get out to you there you go so thanks for tuning in guys that was today's episode And we're going to see you on the next episode.